Greetings. Greetings, everyone. How are y'all doing? Um, this week's episode of Eigen Bros deals with relationships, but through the scope or paradigm of MBTI. Mm-hmm. So MBTI is back, baby. MBTI is <laughs> back. You know, the first half of the episode is sort of reminiscent of something we've covered before, but we wanted to make sure y'all are on the same page as us. Yeah. Uh, kind of a little review out. session. Yeah, a little review. Yeah, <laughs> kind of laying out how the functions work and stuff like that, um, and how maybe you can take advantage of some of the insights of MBTI to help you better navigate relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, this is post Valentine's Day, so hopefully it went well for y'all. <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah, nonetheless, um, yeah. The hopefully the information provided was insightful. Um, I kind of gets into personal stuff, maybe, you know, at least for me, talking about previous relationships with certain types of personalities mm-hmm. and maybe some of the insights I've learned uh, navigating that. Um, and I think the same with Terrence. Terrence, you know, you kind of provided some of your own insights about how to maybe navigate relationships, not only personal ones, but you're, you're saying advisors and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, we try to we try to do a little bit of love analysis here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. who who which personality types fit well. So oh, yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. you guys will appreciate this one. Yeah. Um but yeah guys just make sure um to like, subscribe, comment, share the channel as always. Mm-hmm. And then also check out the eigenbros.com website. Mm-hmm. I at eigenbros on Twitter, mm-hmm. at eigenbros on, on Instagram, and then also eigenbros two on TikTok. Yeah. And we'll see you guys in a bit. Yep. Three, two, one. Bam, 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 bam. He's getting so good at it now. We're live <laughs> once more on a very heartbroken episode of I Can <laughs> Heartbroken. Yeah, no. post-Valentine's. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is why I'm wearing this hat. It's got a rose on it, mm. folks. It's got a rose on it. You can see here. Except one when this comes out as Valentine's is yeah, not gonna be very relevant. No, and it's not. But you know, <laughs> this is this is Valentine's in People have already forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's in retro well, in retrospect. In retrospect. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. So here we Way are. Way retrospect. We're, we're reflecting <laughs> on you know, hopefully by the time you heard this, you you had a good Valentine's weekend last weekend. And uh for all you single people I help the ice cream and movies by yourself was <laughs> very good and enjoyable. Yes, yes. <laughs> for us millennials in college, we understand. We understand your plight. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so, <laughs> I would hope. Um yeah. you can see me fidgety with my hands because it's a very stressful moment for me. Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed in the last videos, I keep rubbing my leg. I really <laughs> stopped doing that. You're like, I'm these pants myself. are just these pants are just so uh I don't know. They 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 have a nice uh, material texture. feel to them. Yeah, that yeah, it's like it's fun to rub it's, it's, on. It's good texture. Yeah. yeah. No. It, it, look, trust me. A little bit of there's a little bit of uh, on the spec- spectrum behavior there. But <laughs> uh, well, we are physicists. Yeah, so we are physicists. I do? will admit. You know, I am. I do have things that I obsess over. Mm. You know, physics is one of them. Yeah. What's <laughs> um, what's another? Another thing. Uh, I just have particular. Uh, like I, I can't. Like I don't like to step on the floor barefoot. So I will walk on my tiptoes, or I will walk like, like kind of where my feet aren't touching. I kind of get that, but yeah. that's because there's shit on the floor sometimes. Yeah, on the wooden floor is worse. I'll yeah. walk barefoot on a carpet floor. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think I get you. But that's because the shit gets stuck to your foot. Yeah, on the f- yeah. But still, people think that's weird. <laughs> uh, okay, it's a little bit too. You're thinking about it too much, and this is what I mean. <laughs> I I feel that though. Okay, I feel that. Right. Anybody else? To me, that doesn't seem... Yeah, if, yeah. if you do that, leave them in the comments. <laughs> yeah, or tweet at us. Be like, yeah, I feel that. I, I feel like I would do the same, but I don't yeah. have wood floors in my house, so... Gotcha. I don't do it. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, update, folks. We're moving in together. Yes, indeed. Uh, the Eigen Bros are going we'll to be... have a compound. The Eigen yeah. Bros mansion. The Eigen... <laughs> Actually, you folks help us out. Give us, give us a name. Throw us some ideas. But like the Eigen Cave. The Eigen Cave. <laughs> something. Like give, Man Cave, the Eigen yeah. Cave. Throw, throw something out there. Tweet at us, uh, at Eigen Bros. Give us, give us some ideas. Yeah, if you got some names, yeah. we would definitely be gladly to take them For in. our headquarters. <laughs> um, Eigen Bros HQ. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, P.O. Box, uh, you know. Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Do you remember that? <laughs> Scruff <one>? McGruff. Scruff McGruff. <laughs> Why do I still remember that Ruff, dumb McGruff, stuff? Chicago, Illinois, 60652. 
Ruff McCry- the, the McGruff the Crime Dog. Uh, yep. Tough on Crime. You got it, man. Damn. This, this stuff Those stinks. 90s jingles, man. You, you can't beat them. Your kids will never have that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never have useless information. Right. So etched in your brain by a fucking <laughs> stupid jingle. Anyway, um, that's not what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about today was Valentine's Day, you know? Okay. And uh, the the crime of love, really. Oh, you know? the crime it's, of love. Yeah, mm. Cupid, Cupid's arrow, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, Cupid didn't shoot an arrow at me. He shot a gun at me. Oh. Killed me. Damage. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. For <laughs> uh, <laughs> one. Give him a shoulder so, to cry on, folks. Yeah, folks. Send me. Send me <laughs> find me on Twitter. Send him a shoulder. Yeah, find me on Twitter. DM me and say, I'm sorry, bro. You know, you'll, you'll, be, you'll, do, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it. And thank you. But nonetheless. Positivity. Uh, I, positivity. I wanted to, I wanted to uh, kind of open the floor up because you, Terrence here, has a very interesting perspective on relationships basically mm-hmm. anchored to MBTI. And yes, I've indeed. and I've met I've met uh people of well depending on your gender and your sexuality. Um for me I'm I'm heterosexual first of all, like so he claims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, depending on the way the moon is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so it's uh yeah, it's I'm so so for me, meeting certain women, I do definitely find certain personalities that I tend to um, gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, uh, we're going to get right into it. But MBTI, I guess we, maybe we should preface what MBTI is. And, sure, and we can do what it. What are the functions? Yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah. Um, some of you who are, have been our more dedicated listeners mm-hmm. will know that we've talked about MBTI a couple times. Uh-huh. Um it's just one of these things that I always kind of study on my own as like mm-hmm. a fun kind of um, uh, intelligent intellectual framework for um, for personality typing. Yeah. Um, and MBTI stands for Myers Briggs Type Indicator. You mm-hmm. you might have seen it in like job um, a job setting where they're trying to figure out where to place you in a job. Uh, yeah. They do them at schools sometimes to see how you're supposed to learn. Um, you might even have seen it online. You know, people do it a lot online just to figure out what the hell their 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 personality is. I mean, that's where I first. Well, I guess I actually first encountered it during school, but you know, yeah. it, it's it, it's a personality typing system, and it's one that I kind of play around with a lot. You know, every now and then, and kind of you know humor myself with that when I'm getting sick of looking at hard science <laughs> stuff or you know something like yeah. that. It's a it's a nice little toy model, would you say, for like sort of characterizing people um now the most colloquial personality test is astrology right yeah that's the more like common sort of vulgar kind of sure attempt at like yeah typing but i would not even really consider that a personality test because it's mostly just like it's not based on anything right like there's no scientific basis behind it Mm-hmm. So I would only I wouldn't even give it that much unless, credit. Unless we've you, already talked about that a little bit. Yeah, so but I kind of want to stay away. I will say unless you are an actual astrology like person that has some like if you have some legitimate arguments to make against Terrence, I would love for you to come on the show. Yeah, please and try argue me, with him. but also I'm gonna <laughs> probably get a headache. <laughs> it's uh, one of those things like it's like trying to debate um when you're debating people, when you're debating those kind of things, you're mm. not even talking in a logical framework, though. Sure, it's like debating religion. It's like mm. the logic. It's not. It's not a logical framework. So right. you already lost it. I already lose some of the it, debate. Right. I don't. There is no debate. It's, it's a completely different argument. Right. You have different bases uh, that you're operating on, right? Because I think astrology is based on a lot of it. Ha- the, the variables I think are such that. They take into consideration your time of birth, your the where you were born, mm-hmm. the, the, the stars, the, the stars where they were at the time, yeah. and then they make certain correlations, and then they right. say this is what your personality is more likely to be. But now, it's just completely arbitrary. There is no scientific frame frame. There is no scientific uh, underpinning. There's no that. yeah. There's really kind of no understanding um, there. I think is what you're saying. Like as opposed yeah. to MBTI, where it's a little bit. Some of it's based on some psychology. It's yeah. It's it has a um, statistical. Um, it uses statistics to try to prove things. Mm-hmm. Albeit MBTI is not really taken seriously in the psychology community. So some people who are, you know, who might be more um, skeptical would be like, well, MBTI mm-hmm. is just a shit because it's yeah. only got like a what twenty three percent success rating. But yeah, 
from what I've seen with MPTI, I think there's yeah. other reasons behind why that is. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of talked about this before. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, but yeah. Well, I do want to say that there is, so with MBTI, there are, so maybe we can just go into what, how the breakdown is. So there's introversion mm-hmm. and extroversion. Yep. And those introversion and extroversion can bleed into other uh, sort of, how would you say, tiers of how they order um, personality traits, right? So meaning, meaning that, okay, f- so for instance, y- y- just hold on to that thought. We're going we're gonna to expand on it more. So introversion and extroversion, mm-hmm. right? Those are pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, people are pretty familiar with those yeah. terms, I think, colloquially, even if yeah. you don't know anything about MBTI. Right, and so... <clears throat> if Although they have kind of specific meanings in MBTI. They do. Um, you kind of still know what it means. Right, so just to kind of spell it out, introversion is somebody who typically gets their energy from extra extroverts typically get their energy from social interactions or hanging mm-hmm. around people introverts need time to recharge from social interactions mm-hmm. um so if for me for instance i know i'm introverted even though i'm even though i, I can be social i am nonetheless introverted because i find myself taking restroom breaks Right, right. Like, if I'm <laughs> hanging out, I'd be like, I don't really need You're to go to the restroom. I just need to go spend recharge. some time by myself. That's so interesting, man. <laughs> That's really interesting. <laughs> I'm just like, I've I noticed need to go that to the too. I'm like, why is it that s- I've noticed that? I'm like, introverts yeah. always are in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, we need some time to. <laughs> and you guys aren't in the bathroom doing anything. Like, nah, I'm we're like, just you're, chilling. You're just chilling in there. Yeah. That's uh, so interesting, man. <laughs> I'm just chilling, bro. I'm trying to recharge, man. Leave me alone. Stop trying to steal my energy. Because um, <laughs> my roommate, my current roommate, yeah. he does the same thing. I'm there like, you go. <laughs> bro, you ain't going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he's just on there. He's just trying to look at social media yeah. you know, alone. So, yeah, it's yeah, it, there's definitely that. So if you do that, if you find yourself needing to step away from social interactions just to kind of have to get some alone time, mm-hmm. you're definitely introverted. Um, yeah. An interesting one with extroverts that a buddy of mine um, who's in the uh, Air Force now, mm-hmm. he, he brought up to me that I didn't realize before was extroverts. Um, you're you're a go to like a um, black uh, Black Friday scale, sale. Mm-hmm. Extroverts, we actually get amped up when there's all that energy around us yeah, like yeah, it yeah. makes it makes us feel like we're like on like it makes my yeah. mind feel like it's going like <laughs> even faster than yeah, normal yeah. like it's exciting it gives, yeah it gives me like energy to yeah. be in that kind of thrown in that chaotic situation right, right, right. it's strange it's like yeah you get like amped up from it yeah yeah i in some sense i mean it's not all 50, it's not all like clear boundaries black and yeah. white so, do, mean, you re- do you relate to that because i can relate to that in okay. some sense okay. but i so maybe it's none, not extrovert but i n- no, it, it think it is but it's nonetheless very much for me, I still need time to recharge regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what it, like, yeah. The bathroom one is completely foreign to me. <laughs> See, so that's, go. that's. I would look, I would like an example. Maybe it's just because maybe I'm a uh, more of an extrovert, but I don't think I'm really that extroverted. But, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, w- I would like another clear example like that because right. the bathroom one completely um, doesn't but, resonate but, with but me the ba- But that's what I'm saying. That's the bathroom test for introverts yeah. for me. Like, yeah. if I'm so maybe gonna, there's a litmus. That's yeah. a good litmus for introverts. I think it is. Um but nonetheless, if yeah, so that's how you'll typically discern if you are extroverted or introverted, um, or the desire to maybe even stick to yourself at a party or something, or hang out with the animal or uh, something like that. I seem, uh, like I'm not, an extrovert, and I sometimes like just stick to myself at a party, yeah. just observe. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but you're more there's there's more going on here than that's just, true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, than just simple extroversion. Yeah, yeah. So so the next tier is. There's two types, sensing and, and intuitiveness. Yes, right? intuition. Intuition. Mm-hmm. Sensing, how would you describe that? So sensing, people have a focus on the material world. Mm-hmm. So you have a very strong focus on the actual senses, taste, touch, smell, sound. Um, and the things you gravitate towards are material things, things in the real world. So sensors like to talk about things like how is their day, like what do they eat, you know, um, how do they? How, what was happening with their colleagues at work? Let's say um, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of you know. Of course, you got to take these things with a grain of salt. This is like it's someone who's an intuitive can do these things too. Yeah. But if you're more balanced, you're more likely to also reach this point of. Yes, but it's like you just want to. Um, you kind of got got kind of got to get used to it. It's like your your main focuses are going to be on that. Mm-hmm. Like sensing people, I've noticed. Um, 
one thing I think of as like a hilarious test for sensors is like mm -hmm. how much you care about the weather. I think I've probably looked up a weather report probably three times in my life. <laughs> Although I think um, there's, of course, it depends. I'm sure intuitives do too, because I know you look at the weather. Yeah, one. I do. I do. But I feel like a <laughs> sense. I feel like sensing people love the weather. They yeah. love it to a degree that is beyond my. I do like my, my yeah, concern. I, I see. Well, I, I I think the biggest test is for intuition versus sensing is if they care about any grand ideas, like any big concepts. Like <sighs> uh, typically for me, the test is that's a hard one too. Do you care? Like, well, I, I will say this. I've met the more, more sensing people I've met don't care about too many cerebral things. Well, abstract. Like abstract. Abstract. Yeah, I I've shouldn't known say sensors. cerebral. Not, yeah, I'm not trying I, to be mean. Yeah, because I know sensors who are smart as fuck. They are. And they care about cerebral things, but it's the shit that I don't really care about. It'll be like um, – it'll be like uh, factual based sometimes. Right. Like, for instance, like an ISTJ will know a bunch of shit about like detail like car, Detailed like stuff. how to fix a certain thing on a yes, car. Yeah, like I yeah. hate can't stand cars because there's yeah. so many pieces to it that yeah. I just don't want to get bothered with all that right. stuff. Um, but same, like same here. Abstract generalizations are really appealing to me because I like and, I like a one I like one size fits a bunch of shit systems. Yeah. You know, so this, so this is kind of like the clear delineation between the two types. I would say, yeah. in my experience, because I've met sensing people that when I talk about big ideas, they kind of just tune out. And big ideas, you're meaning really like an abstract yeah. generalization. Yeah. So it's really it's for the big the big um, separator I would say is abstraction versus pragmatism. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're more developed, you kind of you. As I've gotten older, I've kind of reached a middle road in yeah. some way. Yeah. So it, I'm a lot more balanced now. So, but I used to be much more heady and just kind of talking about things in that in the abstract. Right. Your head in the clouds completely. Exactly. Right. So, um, so hang around some sensing people. If you're also an intuitive type, it's important. Yeah. It's important to balance. You need out. some pragmatic people on your teams. You you're do. all just surrounded by intuitives. You guys are going to be fucking in the clouds all day. <laughs> that normal people are going to be like, "What the hell are you guys even doing?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, and then the, the next tier, the way it, there's four tiers, by the way, but the, the third tier is thinking versus feeling. Yes. Yeah. And do you want to explain this one? Cause this one, this one gets people upset because they think, oh, you're calling me a feeler. You're saying I'm irrational. Yeah. 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 This is a, a touchy one. It right? is a touchy one. <laughs> um, so thinking of course just means that you prefer logical frameworks. Um, and usually that's tied to inanimate things usually. Mm. So you have a preference towards inanimate uh, objects, mm. whereas feeling is you have a preference towards animate things, anim yeah. animate objects. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have a preference for people and animals and things. Mm -hmm. um, again, these things are subtle. They're subtleties, um, but in general, that's what it is. So in your experience, like what is a clear tell? Typically, between a thinker, for feelers and thinkers, thinker, thinker oh. versus feeling. Um, this one's actually kind of hard to to fish out sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because this guy, he, for the record, he typed me. He mistyped me because he yeah. thought I thought you were an ENFP at first, but that was <laughs> a very um, that was a very uh, haphazard typing. Yeah, I I I usually don't do it that poorly. Right, but I asked you. But this was like after we first met. Literally, yeah. probably like the probably second like, time we, we really had a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I based you completely off of VI, which was just a bad move. Um, <laughs> VI? What do you mean? Visual um, identification. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But I wasn't as proficient as I am now. Okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. nonetheless, so because for me, thinking and, and, and thinking and feeling types are a lot more clear. Actually, no. I think that's probably the cloudiest one. I think I would agree with you. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. imagine if you're in like, uh, like since we're physicists, if you're in the field of physics, yeah, um, it's like you have feeling feelers. people. Yeah, you do. But yeah. they don't always present themselves as such, right? Because right? right, right. you're always talking about logical systems. Right. So they're adept enough at, to talk about these logical mm -hmm. systems in the same way as you. Mm -hmm. and they understand the language now. Um, I've noticed that with physicists, a lot of times they mistype themselves. People who are feelers, some a lot of times will mistype themselves as thinkers mm -hmm. because they are used to dealing with these systems. Um, 
and they've probably developed this thinking muscle that they have. Exactly. So they yeah. they become more proficient at using their yeah. thinking, their logical yeah. Uh, skills. Yeah, and there's a lot of creatives that I uh, we I guess we've run into that yeah. maybe in a sense makes them at least in can be also mischaracterized as feeling types. Like professors sure. probably look at us and think these kids are all wussies, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These kids are all like, you know, they're soft. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's like an age uh, that probably is a generational thing. Probably, yeah. yeah. But nonetheless, uh I'm I'm getting off track here. Anyway, the <laughs> so that that's kind of it, it is hard to 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 state which who's thinking and who's feeling, but we'll get into like the subcategories in, in just a second. We're about to finish up on the fourth tier, which is perceiving and judge judging judging. Another controversial one. Yes, because <laughs> of the name. You know, yeah, people yeah. don't want to be judgers because it sounds like you're a douche or something. Yeah, yeah. Right, but yeah. really the distinction there is perceiving people. I mean, these are some really easy tells if the people are this way. Like, if you're messy as fuck, yeah. you're probably going to be a perceiver. Yeah. If you're really organized, you're probably going to be a judger. Of course, this is really, really basic. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, this will be this will be harder to tell over time as well. Um, yeah. But at its core, I guess it's easy to see, and when you're looking at the extremes, um, it it's it's really easy to tell too if they're chronically people are chronically just not tempor if they're temporally challenged. In some way, like yeah, but it's hard because think about me. I'm never late for anything. You're yeah, you're an astute man, but Terrence. I'm a perceiver. But like you 100%. are a perceiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, also the the development of your skill. Like, exactly. You know, if you really concentrate on that, then you know you can you can beat it. Be conscientious of right. time. Yeah, like organized people can be perceivers. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it gets harder to tell. I guess what's a good way to tell perceivers? Um, usually, pe perceivers. I guess perceivers. One thing, I guess a, a more surefire way is if they're developed to tell perceiver versus judger is perceivers usually leave um, problems open-ended for much longer than a judger. Mm -hmm. Judgers usually like to make decisions quickly. So mm -hmm. they answer questions and they answer problems and figure them out very fast. Whereas perceivers want to take in more information until they can finally make a judgment. Right, right. I think I would, I would agree with yeah. you on that. So perceivers, you can usually tell they tend to leave the, the, the book open for longer. Right. No, yeah, that I may be the best way to tell. Yeah, open-endedness. Yeah, um, typically we're seen as lofty people. Yes, uh, very um, indecisive, indecisive and wavy. Yeah, we're we're because wavery because th these are the judgmental people judging us. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but it's <laughs> yeah, but we judge we can judge them too. So yeah, but we're know. seen as lofty and sort of I, I not well. I see you're saying like idealistic. Um, because I'd we're say idealistic is more of feeling. Okay, fine, fine. But not but but we're sort of seen as depends, like depends, depends. Yeah, I mean perceiving types they're seen as kind of just non-committal to certain maybe Yeah, non-committal is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Um which is a problem. Yeah. So, but uh, then of course to us the judges they seem too um too hasty. Um, yeah, too um, rigid. Yeah, too, yeah, well, in my too, experience, too quick to act before taking in the right. information. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Yeah. You know, we're both judgers. <laughs> Except one is just called a judger to distinguish between a decision maker yeah. versus a... It's a basically like, um, yeah, a, a person who decides quickly versus a person who likes to take in information. Yeah. So with g given all that, given all those tools, now we can sort of get into the sub-tiers. And before we get into the bread and butter... The only thing I worry about thing. this episode is it's kind of almost like the first MBTI episode we've It done. is, but this is... <laughs> I'm taking a... I'm, I'm doing a 180 on, okay. on this, and instead of going into more stuff like that, I'm getting into personal stuff. Okay, okay. So... All right, I'll let you guide this. <laughs> so, uh, so... I think I'm even wearing the same shirt as I did on <laughs> the first MBTI episode that we did. So so now that we have that, we also you also have tiers. So you also have... Um, extroversion and introversion within those tiers. So, like, for instance, well, the introverted and extroversion, that's what you get what you have there. Yeah. But for the second tier where it's intuitive and intuition and sensing, mm -hmm. those have components of extroversion and introversion. So right? you're getting a little bit off the trail because you're trying to go to cognitive functions, right? Yes, yes. So the layer underneath the, the IE... NSTFJP dichotomy is mm -hmm. the cognitive layer. Yes, the cognitive functions are the most important part of MBTI. Um, this is real. This is where the real right. 
you start at, at the coarse layer, then you go to the fine layer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the cognitive functions are the fine layer. So there's the perceiving functions, which are you know how you're kind of taking in information, which is the N or the S. So that's intuition or sensing. And then you have the judging functions, mm-hmm. which is the T or the F. So you, so each of those functions can have an attitude. And the attitude is either introverted or extroverted attitudes. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you could have a sensing function that can either be uh, into, uh, an introverted sensing function or an extroverted sensing function. Mm-hmm. And those two manifest very differently. Yes. So, and you can go through that for each of the functions that we've described. Right. So, you, so just, to, just to break it down even more, they, so... If you type this, if you take a personality test and you type yourself, you try to be as objective as possible. Don't wish that you were this kind of person, right? Yeah. When you're taking this test. And let's say you take the test and you score, let's say, for instance, for me, I score INTP. Mm-hmm. And I've consistently scored INTP my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty convinced I am. That's a good profile of like who I, who I might be as a person. Mm-hmm. That might give somebody a good framework to try to understand what's going on in here. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the breakdown of the tiers are such that uh, I think you, the way you put it, it's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Terrence knows more about this, but extroverted, so I'm introverted, second is intuitive, third is thinking, fourth is perceiving. Mm-hmm. So for the intuition, the cognitive function that's dominant there is extroverted intuition. Yes. Right? And so for extroverted intuition well, that's your that's it's in your savior functions okay. if, to use the dave superpowers terminologies mm-hmm. i like it because it's he calls the savior as your two primary functions mm-hmm. your primary is not intuition though it's uh introverted thinking right yes exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh continue on so yeah so like he's saying they're 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 tiered in a way where it's such that how you take in information is filtered as such right yes so for me it's introverted thinking so i do a lot of introspection or introverted thinking, right? Right. You're Uh, sorting through all of the information constantly to build it into a singular framework. Right. It's an internal framework. That's where the Mm -hmm. introverted eye comes in. Exactly. So your thinking is all internally based. You're constantly adding blocks onto this this ever-growing logical framework. Yeah. Essentially. And so for the second function, well, the other one is extroverted intuition and blah 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 and and then you get mm-hmm. into what was the other one um so the next one for you would be introverted sensing introverted sensing yeah, yeah which is so you categorizing. have your two perceiving functions sandwiched in the middle yeah so categorizing stuff i think is the introverted sensing thing where you try to exactly yeah um, you make your that's like when you're you know going through your computer and you're yeah. putting all your nice labels on your folders yeah. and stuff and Although I don't know if it's no, I mean I, if you look at my room, it's pretty pretty organized. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then the hack behind that for perceivers is to be minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and I, I am. But yeah. uh, but the thing is, uh, the last one, the last but not least, this is the real fucking, this mm. is the real shit. This is extroverted feeling. Mm. Yeah. So that is the one that is the inferior function. Yeah. That's the one that you kind of dismiss very early in your life and you I, and see I did. it as a um you see it as a weak function it is yeah and it was right and it and then you learn the value though of it you once you get older and older uh-huh I and then you try to actually incorporate that into your full stack yes he's he nailed it folks right. this is really what it is and it's pretty much the way for everyone yeah yeah so so in my experience i'm okay since we're we're tying this into valentine's day and shit yeah <laughs> romantic stuff uh being uh, okay so i will say that the biggest the biggest point of contention for extroverted feelers like like me are talking to or interacting with people who are introverted feelers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so <laughs> if you take the mbti and you want to you want to maybe kind of try to navigate this this landscape of Romance. What are you? Oh, okay, the romance. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you need to be careful because, as an extroverted feeler, I've the most problems I've run into with people are introverted feelers, mm. and that's correct me. I, maybe Terrence knows a little bit more about this, but in my experience, it's because we don't necessarily speak the same language of feeling. Yeah. Now, extroverted feelers, um, you can interject anytime you want, but extroverted fe- feelers have 
this nagging sense of wanting to um, have social cohesion or some kind mm -hmm. of like make sure that everything is okay. Right. They're it's constantly monitoring the temperature of the group's uh, dynamics, di uh, their harmony. Yeah. So if harmony's out of whack, the extroverted feeler kicks on hard. Yes. Yeah. And and introverted feelers, I've I've run into problems with introverted feelers because they they typically only f they kind of only um, they are hyper aware of their own feelings. Yes. And so they they filter their feelings through how they feel first, and then mm -hmm. they can maybe consider how yes. others how others feel. It's an internal function, exactly. introverted function. So all yeah. they're feeling is they know exactly how they're feeling. Right. They know what they like yeah. just by knowing how yeah. it makes them feel. Yeah. And they know who makes them feel good. So yeah. they have all of that internally, yeah. and they understand it very well. Yeah. So, so you and I have the same. So Terrence, for the record, mm -hmm. is. He scores as ENTP. Right. So Pretty my, consistently, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm 100% sure yeah. of my type. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say it's accurate? Pretty accurate? Yeah. Okay. Pretty damn accurate. Okay. Good, good. Of course, there's always, like, it's, of course, it's like a stereotyped version of you. It is. But, like, the model of ENTP fits me better than any of the other types. Right. It's like, of course, I've added on all this other shit to overcompensate for my right. weaknesses. <laughs> right. So, but at the end of the day, it's like, I'm definitely an ENTP. Right. At your core, this is kind yeah. of who, if you who stripped you're... away everything and you know, like just even gone back to me as a child, that's that's probably the the well, child can be misleading too because you just feel dumb at everything. But mm -hmm. yeah, my my mm -hmm. my stripped down self, st straight up ENTP. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. But I mean, like you. So you and I have, but we both have the same quality where it's extroverted feeling. Right. Yes, mine would be in tertiary though. So yours so would be third. In yes. Order. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Third in the stack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, but for me, I've developed it profusely because mm -hmm. I had to. I was in. A, I was in a relationship with someone who was an introverted feeler for a long time. Yeah. An INTJ, for the record. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's a very. I will say, for you, extroverted feelers and introverted feelers, I think this is where you can run into relationship problem or turmoil. Yeah. So there could be some turbulence. Turbulence for another T. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think in every other function, it's so it's pretty much okay, right? Like you think um, you think that's the most contentious. Well, the other one that I say is the most is the root of most problems is um, thinking functions too. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's the judging the judging functions are the are the problems. Okay. Yeah. Explain. So maybe I'm not sure about relationships. I'd have to think of some examples, but. Mm -hmm. For for instance, TE is a problem with me sometimes because if a if a let's say like an advisor in physics yeah. is too TE, they want you to always be producing results, yeah. or at least they want you to be tracking your progress all the time. Yeah. Whereas a TI person would want to sometimes step back and just keep taking in information more, 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 more until they finally shit out a golden goose egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the TE doesn't like that. They need to see you actually making progress. And hitting the check the yeah. check boxes. I see. So you're so that can be really it. it when an advisor is two te sometimes, it makes me less efficient because now I'm trying to show them check boxes. All my energy is going towards showing check boxes rather than actually getting something right. done. So right. I arbitrarily make up check boxes just to make make it look like something can be checked off, just and then it actually them. fucks up my pre productivity. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the other problem with if you have. That's the other issue that I've seen is TE versus TI is a contentious one. Yeah. So it's the judging functions that are usually the issues. I, I, I think I would agree with that. Um, it, yeah, it, it, can, it definitely creates tension yeah. in a relationship because my advisor is like that. I'm TI. My advisor is definitely extroverted thinking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know what his type most, is. Too. Most – really? Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. <laughs> so mo I think most advisors probably fall in that category just because – you have to be a certain type of personality. Now, there, I've met advisors who are – your advisor was probably introverted thinking, I would imagine. No, he no. was TI as a motherfucker. I mean, TE is like T a motherfucker. Okay. But, there, I, but he is just – he was an advisor who was hyper aware of different personalities. I see. And he had a large group, so he was, deal he was used to dealing with a lot of different students. Gotcha. He had a very good grasp of what people's strengths and weaknesses are. Gotcha. Well, that's good. That's a good leader. Yeah, then, he is. Then, then, okay, so, but nonetheless, I, I think my intuition was correct in the sense that I think m most extroverted thinkers probably dominate the l landscape of researchers. 
Well, they want results. The right? world is going to be more of a TE world than a TI world. Gotcha. Because TE is very good for systems building. Mm-hmm. This is why the INTJs and ENTJs have TE as their mm-hmm. as their primary or their savior functions. Uh-huh. It's just so good to have you build up large scale yeah, systems. Yeah. You pretty much are going to live in a TE or TE world always. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, the TI ones are the ones that actually make these really, really um, well hashed out um, theories or re- really well hashed out pieces of engineering or whatever mm-hmm, you want to mm-hmm. do right. um, that a TI or TE wouldn't see. It's kind yeah. of off the beaten trail, but when it actually hits, yeah. it's usually of a very, very high um, caliber. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, I mean, I'm I mean, sorry if I derailed you. No, no, no. That was on. no. That was uh, no. It's because I, I just helping. Just help. I, I kind of want to give some 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 um, help to people. Given the framework of MBTI, maybe they can make some sense on how to navigate relationships while they're in graduate school or something. Yeah. Okay. Or just in undergrad, you folks. I know there's some some young. Yeah, folks we got some out undergrads there. out there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So shout out to you. Uh, but but yeah, it's uh, so so like Terrence is saying, be weary, I guess, or be wary of of T T I. The clash. Clash. If you're gonna learn to appreciate your opposite your attitude, yeah. you're gonna be in a much better situation yes. in life. Because then you'll know how to speak to someone and where the um yeah. where the hang ups and where the uh disconnects are coming yeah. from. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but INTJs are they T they T E T okay. Definitely yeah. T E. I, I okay. The I doers see. are gonna have T E yeah. in their major stack a lot of times. Because yeah. <laughs> when I when I dated the INTJ, she she learned we were very much opposites obviously mm-hmm. like it, it just but you can <laughs> see there was a lot of points of contention because you're talking to fe yeah yeah and then you're talking i'm talking to a te right and so there was a lot of there was a lot of argument argumentation mm-hmm, but there was mm-hmm. also an appreciation of the strengths of the other person so if you reach a mutual place of understanding where it's like oh this i appreciate that this person is different and maybe in mm-hmm. some way balancing each other out um you can grow a lot from that right and i did i grew i grew a lot from that relationship but yeah i think um, it helps to actually actually take note of the people who you're with strengths mm-hmm. so like and really like try to think like what are they better in, at than i am yeah and what do they do naturally that i appreciate and i think that really helps um helps a relationship grow because then you kind of you you get un un unstuck in trying to make them the way you want them to be exactly, and you yeah. appreciate f- them for the things that they do well yeah, yeah. and then you can reward them of course when they actually are stepping out of that boundary and try to do better but mm-hmm. don't expect them to be at your fucking same proficiency <laughs> if you have different you know different skill sets yeah it doesn't make sense yeah like for instance like this, going back to the F- fe fi dynamic yeah um because that's been the most for me the most recent like um point of contention with some with some in some relationships so like mm-hmm. uh so yeah talking y- yeah you you should be able to like for me I, i'm more i'm more developed now in my fe especially coming yeah. out of a relationship with somebody who was uh an an enfj so, yeah which is they're also leading fe so it strengthened my f my inferior fe to a point where now right. my FE is so developed. Right, because you saw the best case of it. So yeah. you, you could really like, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're learning a lot from that. I, I, yeah. yeah, I am. I am. I was already, I was already a, at a place of understanding with my mm-hmm. FE function, pretty developed coming out of the relationship with an INTJ. But then coming in a relationship with an ENFJ was very much, so different. Yeah. I mean, just look at the stacks of the cognitive functions. Right, there. right. <laughs> it's just so different. Yeah, completely. completely yeah, different. Yeah, and so, um, so yeah, it, it's. I would say, yeah. So, so the point of coming into contact with an FI once more, once again, was kind of mm. a shock because it was like, holy fuck! Like I'm so FE now, <laughs> <laughs> and then coming into right. contact with the FI was like, oh fuck! Uh, you know. I trying mean, to remember how to trying to remember how to talk to an FI yeah, again, yeah, because yeah, you have to you have to know how to navigate these situations. Because even if even if you're in a relationship with your advisor or something, mm-hmm. um, you also need to be aware of like where the expectations might be for certain things, like TETI, right? Yeah, obviously. But in terms of like how they navigate, um, like your how your advisor, like if if you're like 
because they're I've had advisors who who don't tr- who don't really care to be very like considerate. I think because yeah. FEs because FEs do that. They're very considerate, right? They're, they're right, kinda, right. They want they want their because the harmony is such a big part of the ish picture. They usually want to have everybody be on the same exactly. page, feeling wise. Exactly. Yeah. They they want the whole lab i imagine to be on the same page right to be right working together and stuff like that as right. opposed to challenging each other right and, or not even talking to each other mm-hmm. so but a te can be too so a te automatically has fi so a te mm-hmm. though might be more considered in the way they want everybody to be on the same page logistically right so they want everybody to be doing the same kind of procedures make sure you're always putting your equipment back at x amount of time mm-hmm. make sure the lab is is finished this way blah blah mm-hmm. blah and it's a very a structured system yeah so and it just depends on what what you yeah. mean but no yeah but this is also why they use mbti in workplaces yeah because yeah. <laughs> they i don't really like that because it kind of pigeonholes people yeah. but um i get it i'd rather people just use mbti on their own gotcha of course and try to uh, um the thing is people <sighs> MBTI is not really good enough to me yet to be used in a workplace mm-hmm. because it's not been hashed out in the psychology community enough. Gotcha. If the psychology community actually accepted MBTI as a very useful test, then I think it's passed. Mm-hmm. But right now, MBTI is just kind of like used as a corporate tool to just stereotype people, mm-hmm. which I don't think is very useful to me because people don't know how to use it. It's not fully developed yet. It's not a fully yeah. developed system. It's kind of a hobbyist uh, yeah. thing. The only reason I take it on is because it's so well hashed out. It's so much better than I probably could have done on my own mm-hmm. that I see all the things that are valuable in the system, but I'm also willing to throw away any junk if I see it. Yeah. So it's kind of like I like this system because it kind of allows me to play around and have fun, but also be working with a system that's logical and makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's ready for a corporate environment. I think it's mostly ready for a hobbyist mm-hmm. environment. Like it's still building. Gotcha. Yeah, it, no, it's it's fascinating. I mean, it's it's been it's been important to me um, to understand certain relationships, like as a framework, kind of mm-hmm. giving it an idea of like what what the other person's strengths and weaknesses might be. That mm-hmm. kind of giving you a picture of that, even though it's not a hundred percent. You can't a hundred percent. Everybody's an individual. Yeah. Everybody has different variables that come into play. Right. With their personality. So it's but not, it's like you're starting from the electron, right? And then you build yourself right. up to the molecule, <laughs> right? You right, know. Right. <laughs> so, but nonetheless, it 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 usually is, in my experience, it's usually pretty on point about yeah. the kind of person that 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 person might be. Yeah, it gives you a really nice rough draft. I think better than you would be able to do without on a your, system on your own. Yeah, like it gives you a good snapshot of who that person's mm-hmm. like is at the at their very yeah. core. Um, and if you're already a good enough person that you, or if you're already a person who's weary of stereotypes in general, yeah. you're not going to have that factored into your system prob- or you're probably going to already have that factored into your system where you're saying, "Oh, I could be stereotyping this person, so I need to take this with a grain of salt." Yeah. I, I can use a snapshot where yeah. I think is appropriate, but yeah. I need to be careful where I'm using that snapshot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, in my experience it's made me more individualistic. Yes. Knowing knowing MBTI because, Same. because I'm like, oh, um, yeah, they might have this function. They might be FI or FE, but they obviously have different inputs. Yeah. So, especially when you start to see the same type right. in different people, and yes. you can see how different they exactly. are. Exactly. That really gives a lot of insight. It does. It's very. It's it's so powerful. Like, there's one. Okay, you folks, if you look at the last episode, we invited our buddy Ray. Yeah. He's an INTJ. Now he might not necessarily come off as an ITJ because you guys might think of an ITJ as somebody who's like not how would you say um not as well kept i guess okay like cuz most young INTJs are very much kind of anti stat like they're usually not anti social anti social nah, yeah i mean I, if they're I, if they're introverted yeah, yeah yeah um but they usually don't uh how would you say they're a lot more, in my experience, INTJs care a lot less about certain social things. Mm-hmm. And now Ray is kind of an exception because he he is he's developed, or I, I imagine he's built a sense mm-hmm. of developing that yeah aspect of his personality. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, but that's I really I know three INTJs. I've known three INTJs that I know for a fact in my life, um, mm. and they've all been 
they've all expressed differently. Like they're they're, they're still nonetheless right. they're individual people. Yeah, they're individual people. So yeah. So, so everybody, and that's a, that's the beauty of it. You know, it's like your your functions are all sliding scale. Yeah. So you can have different. Everybody develops different functions depending yeah. on their life experience. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, in your experience, like, what what do you think? What's what's a match made in heaven? Which which functions do you think pair well with each other for relationships? So I'm still like the jury's out on this one uh-huh. a little bit for me, but um, MBTI has laid out what they believe to be the best matches. And I I think I agree ish. But, but I'm not I don't sure. agree with them. You don't. I okay. don't think I do. I'm not sure. For me, I think the match that it shoot that it shows for ENTP is INFJ. That rings true to me. I think. Um, you told me that INTPs might pair well with ENFJs. ENFJ and ENTJ are the ones that they say. I don't think an ENTJ would work. I think I mentioned this with you. Yeah, but I, I think the one that they say for INTP, the number one is ENTJ. Interesting. Yeah. That's why I don't really know because they have I've the opposite. Met. They have the opposite um, judging functions completely. Um, <laughs> but the, the I guess the formula they say is supposed to be your primary function with yeah. the inverted attitude, uh-huh. and then they have to share the same um, perceiving function. As in, if you're intuition, if you're intuitive, then you have to be with an intuitive partner. If you're sensing, you're with a sensing partner. Yeah. So that formula makes it. ENTJ for you because you're TI leading. The TE is the inverted attitude, yeah. but then the intuition means it has to be an ENTJ, so NI. Fuck. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds like a strange match to me. It sounds but horrible. But I'm not sure. I'm not I mean, uh, I don't know. We, don't don't even, know. we wouldn't even be speaking the same language. I, d- I, mean? I don't really know because I haven't been able to think about it. For mine, mine makes sense to me. Uh-huh. Like for ENTP, I've rang, it's rang true to me that most of the INFJ most of the girls woman. who have been very attractive to me have been INFJs. Yeah, just right um, off the off the gate, I could already tell that yeah. they would be very good partners for me in a long term situation. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think. I mean, INTJ women attract me. INTJ, the, INTJ women. Now, I've never mm-hmm. met. I think ENTJ women are probably hard to encounter. They are. I think I've probably known maybe. You're like zero. Uh, maybe two <laughs> That's in my entire life. That's fascinating. Well, I mean, Melissa Meyer from Yahoo, she's she's probably an ETJ. <laughs> she's the CEO. Okay. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, they're too busy um, <laughs> doing things. Climbing over motherfuckers, yeah, getting yeah, to yeah. the top. <laughs> no, I like powerful women. No, trust me. I've always been attracted. In that sense, maybe maybe that's what it is. I I am attracted to an ambitious woman mm, for sure. So maybe there's something to it. You just maybe, need to make maybe meet some ENTJ women. Maybe I do, but <laughs> I, I'm very attracted to ambitious women. Yeah. I, I I find that incredibly attractive. But like the, but types that, but ENFJ women too. I also there's the other one mm-hmm. ENFJ women. Um, yeah, it's been that's incredibly easy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. But then also that one makes more sense to me though yeah. than the ENTJ. It does. So I haven't, I don't, I don't know how to piece that together. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, ENTJ. Yeah. I'd have to study that more. Yeah. Why they would claim that. Yeah. But, but if you folks do this test, I would say if you're looking for love, don't go looking in the wrong places. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> take, take, take this MBTI, you know, maybe, maybe do a little, see who you pair well with, you know, right. like Terrence is saying, they typically match you with your, um, your opposite pairing. Um, your opposite um, primary function. Primary function. The attitudes are opposite. Yeah. And then you share the same um, perceiving function. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll probably be in different attitudes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I think it's just better because you know, I think it's always good to go in knowing something about what right. you're looking for, right? Because, yeah. you know, the dating game sucks. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, me and Juan were already talking about this earlier. <laughs> the dating game ain't fun. <laughs> I mean, to most people, maybe some yeah. ESFP out there likes it, but <laughs> I don't even think they really like it. It's just, you know, it's it, you're, you. You want to just find people that you're gonna be with for the long term if you're looking for a relationship. You yeah, don't want to yeah. keep just cycling through, unless you're just yeah. fucking around. You know. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's why I think it's always good to be prepared with some kind of framework in your mind of who you're looking for. Yeah. And MBTI helps me do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I'm I'm also. I fall into um, getting into certain types, so you got to be careful because I fall. I fall into this. Maybe you folks might fall into this too. 
but uh, I I tend to be attracted to uh, INFPs, and mm. I don't know why, <laughs> and I cannot say why, and I I don't know if it's because I don't know what it is. It's always been a thing. <laughs> yeah, since like know. high school for me. Yeah, I was attracted to INFPs a lot what back in the day. That? What is that? Um, Sorry I think maybe because they're just classically. I mean, at least what I've seen, a lot of INFP girls are very classically feminine to me. Like they, 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 um, they seem very. Uh, I mean, that's a very generalized statement, right? But the one ones I've encountered have been very feminine, in the most classical sense. Okay, which just might be maybe something universal to to males in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's very much. Yeah, it's a very. How would I say this? Without coming off offensively, but it's a just very get canceled. <laughs> fucking one. No, it's just it's just like <laughs> the INFP women that I've met have been like that. I've been sort of attracted to have been like you're saying. Like it's like it's a very ah, uh, it's like a deep. It feels like there's a deeper sense of some like mm-hmm. there's a lot more going on than yeah. surface. Yeah, level. They've got that deep FI, which, which is appealing, and and I com- com- combo. Yes, so it's very it uh, interesting. It is yeah. interesting for me. It's always been interesting for me because it seems yeah. like a like a puzzle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just like I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but it's a it's a it's a it's a powerful dynamic, especially I think if you're at least for me because I want to understand things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's a very important part with. Probably both me and you, okay. you know, any TI. Yeah. We always want to solve the puzzle, right? Uh-huh. So any girls that are kind of mysterious or interesting and, you know, they're not doing the same old shit. They have yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of deeper sense to them, then it's going to probably be appealing, right? Yeah. No, so, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a problem. That's why, <laughs> I think, that's why I think INFJs are also very appealing to me because mm-hmm. they tend to be more um, reserved. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot to get – it takes you a long time to be able to really – sift through right. their whole personality because they're very good at just leaving you one thing at a time that's good <laughs> they're then like you don't it's get like bored. they leave you very it's like they leave you a cookie trail yeah and they lead you or they lead you down a path but the path is always very interesting so it's For, like you just right. can't get enough okay you that's know? good yeah yeah that's good in so your case. yeah i get it yeah yeah no, yeah so yeah in that case man i'm just saying be careful out there folks it's <laughs> we know how it is it's tough it's rough yeah um looking for love Looking for love in all the wrong places, folks. Um, but um, but yeah, if if sound off on what your MBTI might be, right? Like yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Go take the test. Maybe we might put a, a decent a test link on in there. the link on okay. the description box. Yeah, probably the similar minds one. Yeah, that's the one I um, think I tend to go with. And al- yeah, and also if you're gonna take this test, don't like I, I said it a little bit earlier, but don't don't try to idealize yourself. Yeah. Don't 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 put a. I have I have friends who do this who've taken the test and, and then they start calling themselves INTJ yeah, master or race I, or <laughs> INTPs or it's because they're hanging around me or you know what I'm saying oh, okay. you know what I mean oh they're saying the wrong they're doing the wrong thing because they're ideal yeah they're they're it's hard though like to me I think you really don't know your type until you've taken the test like at least like ten times yeah. Like and then you've you got an average, <laughs> yeah, and then you take an average. Like I don't believe anybody really in the, when they, like most people when they'll take the test. Sometimes they'll say yeah. like, "Oh, I got this." I just don't even believe it. Sometimes if yeah. I already know some certain things about them, I'm like uh, no, it's wrong. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, the, the test said it." I'm like, "No, yeah. you're just you're you're answering questions in a way that you believe that you should be answering them." Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it, yeah. Well, if you want a deeper sense, Terrence Terrence's intuition it's built on the cognitive functions. Yeah, it's not built on the. That's going to be harder for a newbie, though. It is. Yeah. So I would just um, I would just recommend for the newbie to just start out with the four letters. You know, get mm-hmm. comfortable with that. But then, if you actually want to understand, the only way you're going to ever understand MBTI is with the cognitive functions. Mm-hmm. It's the only way you can really get. It's the only way you're going to get any kind of real clarity. Yeah. Because usually, like, if I'm trying to type people just now. Like, if I just try to use the four functions, that's going to be brutal. It's insufficient. Like, yeah. Like, the thing is, the real distinction between people are in the cognitive functions. Exactly. I can say, oh, this guy is using TE clearly. Mm-hmm. And then if you know if you use TE, you get a freebie. You automatically get FI with that. Yeah. So now you've already just found two of their functions. So mm-hmm. then if you can place them in the correct order, I mean, it just, it just becomes easier and easier yeah. over time. Yeah. Yeah. 
then you can discern people that you you enjoy being around, people that you don't enjoy. Right, around. Look, exactly. For, for me, but that's not really a personality type thing. No, I think that's mostly the individual. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you can, I mean, I know people who are great well, of every type. Right. It just depends on what you're looking for. But I right? can I can tell you who I tend to gravitate towards. I tend to gravitate towards intuitive people. Me too, but I mean. Yeah. I also like sensor. I have I a lot of sensor friends too. I I have a couple. <laughs> I don't have too many. Yeah, I guess that's true too. I, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm talking about yeah. I, I guess um, I guess I know. Yeah, I guess I have a couple too. Yeah, but but I still appreciate their perspective. Yeah, um, and I still enjoy I've got some. I've got some really close sensor friends though. Yeah, like you know. Well, they always disappear. They don't like hanging around me. <laughs> like this guy doesn't want to do anything right <laughs> outdoors. Come on, man. Nah, yeah. th- but it's I balanced out, so I like doing outdoor stuff. Hit me up, dude. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it just depends on uh, depends on the person. But you can meet great yeah. people of any type. You can. There is no such thing as a bad personality type. There's only bad no. people, and you know that's it. Right, right. Bad so, people, good people. Yeah. Personality type is independent from that. Right. So. Yeah, so when you're, like, going back, make making sure when you take the test, take it, try to be in a neutral state where you can ob- objectively evaluate yourself and not think about yourself like, yeah, I'm a rational person. I think about, I don't let feelings cloud my judgment. Mm-hmm. But think about yourself in honest situations. Think about situations that you put yourself in where it's like, maybe I did think with my feelings. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's difficult, but nonetheless, it'll give you a clearer picture of right what you might identify with. And of course, always take it more than once. Yeah, different so days. That'll really help. Different days, separated apart. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And I with guess, that, I guess, man, that was that, that was, was an easy fifty-five. That man. was easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So go ahead and leave leave a comment uh, on what your type is. Uh, or what you guys type. That'd be interesting to see the breakdown of our demographic. Yeah, I would like that. Uh, maybe on our Twitter, we can we can maybe put something like. Uh, well, the Twitter polls only let you do oh, like four. Oh, yeah, it's kind of dumb. We uh, could do like um, break it down into four. Sensing, maybe, maybe break it down into different like yeah, like you know A B C D, and then that's like whatever, and then yeah A B C D, and then another yeah 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 yeah. Like which type? Because there's sixteen, you can just do four four and four yeah, or four yeah. four four. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, if if you're on Twitter, check try maybe look for that. I guess. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, and then also I want to announce the official, um, what is it? The Balinese Cup Trick Challenge. Huh? Balinese Cup Trick Challenge. The hell is that? The Dirac Spinner Challenge. <laughs> what the heck are you talking it's where about? You take, it's where you take, we posted on our Twitter. Oh, yeah, picture, I saw that. It's a picture of, of, uh, yeah. of the mathematician showing four pi rotations and mm. how you end up it's basically invariant. It doesn't change mm-hmm. the state of the system. And I will show it to you right now. But basically, you take the initial state like this, mm-hmm. and then you rotate. So this is, what you say? This is 180. Ah, yep. Then mm-hmm. this is, now we're back at pi, and then fuck. Oh, he I'm did fucking it. it up. He did it. Ah. You couldn't get it in the camera? Two pi. No. You want to try this? Oh, wait. Hold on. Maybe try the, try the Rubik's Cube, man. Oh, it's got some more weight to it. Yeah. So it's like this. He's got to put it over his head. <laughs> there you go. And that's the trick. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, you know, send do do that. Go on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok or something. Throw throw Are you something. Put one on there. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try it. Do it. So, uh, <laughs> the Balinese Cup trick. You know, I want to see it at the clubs, folks. <laughs> uh, and actually, ironically, oh, I used to do that at the clubs. <laughs> shout out to my boy. Shout all. out to my boy Jesse. He's the one who did it. <laughs> and then we just kind of do it. But okay. Uh, yeah. Or you can do that as like a, a cool little handshake. We actually, Jesse and I, we used to do a little handshake like that. Yeah. And then just. Oh, okay. It's a cool trick. There you go. That's so, up. Come on, man. You get. If you're if you're an eigen brother, if you're an eigen bro, eigen sis, you gotta you gotta be able. We, maybe that could be like the official handshake. Okay. Yeah. Hey, if you guys want <laughs> that too, we could do it. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, all is fair in love and war, folks. Just you know, be sure to like, like this video. Yeah. Uh, We'll cover all that in the we'll outro. We'll cover all that in the outro, but stick around. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making it this far. We hope you actually took my challenge seriously, you know. <laughs> uh, and then also, don't forget to do the MBTI thing. Um, like, Yeah, leave your leave your MBTI down yeah, on the, the comments, comments section. 
or tweet at us at eigenbros.com. Yeah. I'm just kidding. At eigenbros at on, Eigen Twitter. Bros on Twitter. <laughs> and then they can leave comments on eigenbros.com too. Oh, yeah, though. they can. They yeah. can. And then you can also go on TikTok. I'm serious, 100% serious about this challenge. <laughs> the Dirac Spinner Challenge. I don't even know what to call it. But I like that. The, the Spinner Challenge. The Spinner like Challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do. Let's call it that. That'd be really interesting to see. Um, and then, yeah, or, or you can also comment on uh, if this advice, you know, if, if this maybe is going to help. Maybe, maybe if you think this is, like, important information, you know, to, like, maybe help your... Help your love life. We hope that we're, we're making an impact. Yeah, let us know, guys. <laughs> so um, uh, uh, once again, guys, like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. And check out eigenbros.com, at eigenbros on Twitter, at eigenbros on Instagram, and eigenbros2 on TikTok. And we'll see you guys next episode. Fuck. <laughs>